Welcome to Vibrant Wellness Unleashed. We are your hosts, Emily Ruggieri. And I am Mike Ruggieri. And today we do have our first guest on the show. We have Dr. Sarah Griffin from Western New York Spinal Solutions. So uh, give us a little introduction. So my name is Sarah Griffin. I am a chiropractor. I own Western New York Spinal Solutions. I have been a chiropractor since 2014, and I have owned Western New York Spinal Solutions since 2016. Tell us a little bit about what you offer. Sure. Well, like I said, I'm a chiropractor, so we obviously have chiropractic adjustment there. We also have spinal decompression, electromagnetic therapy, a cold laser. I do kinesiology taping. And what's really awesome is uh, we're trying to switch more into the wellness center vibe instead of just chiropractic office. So I have other uh, providers who work out of there as well. So we have a massage therapist wonder who that is. Um, <laughs> we have a Reiki master. We have crystal healing. And we offer group fitness classes as well out of there, which just happened when we moved our office in June. So that's pretty cool. We love it. So already I want to to deviate a little bit from some of our notes that we have written down. And I was going to see kind of just because I feel like when you went to school, you also had a different path than some other students. But like, could you talk about your time at with Walter Reed and doing like an internship there? Sure. Yeah. So uh, like Mike said, I had a little bit of a different path than most people. When I graduated from undergrad, I was planning on being a mental health counselor. So I was working during the day at a chiropractic office and going to school at night and um, just liked what I was doing in the office so much that I felt like I wanted to go back to school to be a chiropractor and they encouraged me to do so. And when I was in school, uh, an opportunity for an internship came up at Walter Reed Medical Center in Bethesda. And I was one of the two students chosen for that internship, which was pretty cool. And what it really just opened my eyes to is the idea of a multidisciplinary setting and all the providers working together. So I got to scrub into surgeries. I got to see, you know, surgeons referring to chiropractors. I got to see chiropractors working with occupational and physical therapists. And it was just this nice, like symbiotic relationship that was really focused on, on getting the patient better and like putting your ego aside. So it's really my goal to make sure that I have options for my patients and it doesn't matter. I don't have to be the final answer, but I want to find someone who is the best answer for every patient. Um, so that was a really great experience um, and, you know, has really opened my eyes to a lot of options for patients. So I, I think that was an awesome experience. Um, another thing I want to ask is how you are different than other chiropractors so what you offer so i was traditionally trained and by traditionally i mean like what you see on chiropractic tiktok which can be a little cringy sometimes but manually i can adjust manually but when i was working for the chiropractor when i went back to school he did instrument based adjusting he used he used something called the activator and it is a very specific set of rules you use to find what you're going to adjust on each patient as well as an instrument that provides the adjustment and so my office still is an instrument based adjustment is very gentle but effective and um, it opens the doors to being able to treat a lot more things and people who may not do well with a traditional manual adjustment so we still practice in that way in my office why did you think a lot of people are not always keen on instrument-based adjusting like what do you think it really is like all about people want to feel things and they feel so sometimes like with the instrument it's not a strong enough um like input i guess we could say or strong enough adjustment for them to feel like you are doing something sure i think there's a couple reasons why people think an instrument 
you know, come in with this preconception about an instrument. One, because unfortunately some other chiropractors don't understand it either. And so they'll be like, oh, they just can't manually adjust. And so they just use an instrument when they can't manually adjust. And that's not the truth. And two, there is sometimes this immediate release or rush of endorphins you get when you manually crack something. When you have that gas release from the joint right then, you can get this little rush of endorphins. But Really what's happening is when you're adjusting someone, whether it's manual or otherwise, you are trying to stimulate the nervous system. So it doesn't matter about that rush of endorphins. You're stimulating receptors around every joint in the body. And as you adjust them, that nervous system takes the input, sends it to the brain, and the brain is like, oh, yeah, I need to be moving my right SI better, and then resets the movement pattern. And then that's what changes. So oftentimes with a new patient, it's really important for me that I educate anyone coming in. It's going to feel light, but it's really the speed of the instrument that matters. And as your body takes that input and process it, you will notice changes a couple hours later. And many times I will have a new patient come back and they're like, you're right. I was sore after my first adjustment. It didn't seem like I was going to be. And, but that's why, you know, it's big for me to make sure I'm educating patients on the difference. But I think there's a, a couple reasons why, but they can all be easily explained as long as you're willing to take the time to educate. I know a lot of people think maybe you can only see a chiropractor if something's wrong with you, but can you tell us the importance of why everyone should be adjusted? Oh, well, that could be like four more podcasts. But um, yeah, I mean, a, a couple reasons, right? So like I said, when you're actually adjusting someone, you're adjusting their nervous system. And we all have a nervous system, right? So the... <laughs> I'm terrible with analogies, so like this is not going to totally play, but you'll get it. We all brush our teeth every day, right? You see the dentist twice a year, but we brush our teeth every day. There's maintenance to it. Well, we're using our spines, which house our nervous system all the time, and our nervous system is being used 24-7. So we're talking about the brain, the spinal cord, the exiting nerve roots. And when you're adjusting someone, you're adjusting the nervous system. So it's really about nervous system optimization. If anyone has a nervous system just like you have teeth, you're brushing your teeth, you should probably be getting adjusted. You don't have to do it on a daily basis, but that's one. So you could do it for performance. You could do it for pain. You could do it for, um, even like I'll talk about if, if you want to get into like sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system, we're living all of us in this state of constant fight or flight. We were not designed to be living in it for that long. So in order to kind of push us more into that parasympathetic nervous state, nervous system state, you can adjust and hopefully like even things out and, you know, create more balance. So there's a lot of reasons, like you said, outside of like, oh, my back hurts. I should go see a chiropractor. But, you know, for nervous system regulation and balance for performance um, and just, you know, general mobility, you know, I mean, I think a big problem with us getting older is if we're not mobile now, you're definitely not going to be mobile later. Like there's all sorts of stuff out there. Like you lose muscle mass as you age, you learn, you lose <clears throat> nervous system connectivity. So anything we can do to promote that younger, earlier is better for us. Do you have an age limit? <clears throat> for instance, like how old someone has to be? Do they have to be a certain age? Can they not be too old? <laughs> Um, no. So I, my, my personal range that I've adjusted is six days old, um, all the way to someone who I want to say was like 
I, I want to say over 100, but I'm not 100% sure. It's late 90s. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, but there really isn't. And um, and it depends. Like if, if a chiropractor, and I'm not knocking a manual adjustment. Absolutely not. But if a chiropractor offers a manual adjustment, they may have a differing opinion, especially when it comes to bone density and things like that. But because I use an instrument and it's gentle and I can change the amount of force applied to each patient, uh, I don't really have a limit. We just exercise our clinical judgment when we're adjusting the ranges. And something kind of just as you were talking, I think oftentimes people also don't always recognize. And so I don't know if you have a simple way you might be able to explain explain this phenomenon to people, but I think sometimes there's confusion where people don't understand. Sometimes their pain actually is coming from stress. And so like you were already talking about how the nervous system is really what is being treated with chiropractic. It's not like you're moving bones, which I think is a joke. Like people say it a lot. It's like, oh, I want to go and have, you know, the bones in my back moved, but you're really not actually moving their bones. It's like the adjustment, the impulse, et cetera. But at least like I see a lot of times there's always that correlation between high periods of stress in someone's life. And then all of a sudden when their pain comes about. So I don't know if you really have a simple like a more simple way to explain to people how the two are connected uh yeah so this is something i talk about a lot in my office it's almost like you've been there before but (laughs) um so two uh, two things i think happen and i'm not entirely 100 percent on the research behind it but this makes me want to look it up but two things so i often talk to my patients about how we have like a bucket and our nervous system is kind of the the holder of the bucket if you will and when we have emotional stress. Our nervous system controls everything, physical stress, emotional stress, everything. So when we have emotional stress, so um, I'll have a patient come in, they'll be like, I have no idea why my back hurts. And I'm like, well, what's going on? They're like, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't say that. I said, what's going on? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm getting divorced. And I'm like, well, that's why your back hurts. So your emotional stress fills the bucket. It's only going to take the tiniest thing like, oh, I just bent down to put my socks on. And then there it goes, you know? So, and that's a, a very rudimentary explanation, but really if nervous system is working at high, high capacity to manage our emotional stress, it's only going to take the tiniest bit physically to push them over the edge. And then the other thing that I think that I see happen a lot is that when we're under um, emotional stress, what you can see happen is the body like reverts back to like what's easiest for it physically. So if I have someone who has a disc injury and they're going through a high period of emotional stress, all of a sudden they'll be like, that thing that was, we got it better. And I don't understand it's, it feels like it came right back. And I'm like, it's just because that's easiest for your brain. It's a learned pathway of pain and it's like the path of least resistance. So I don't know exactly how that works, but that's really what I see happen. And it usually only takes an adjustment or two. And then some awareness on their part that we have to manage their emotional stress a little better and support that a little better. Then they get right back to, you know, their baseline uh, as compared to when they first came in and we had to do eight adjustments to get them in a good place. Um, But that also speaks to the importance of kind of regularly maintaining that nervous system and reminding the body the appropriate pathways and the appropriate way to move and operate. So I know a few things about you. Uh (laughs) Um, I know you're in school trying to get your master's, you own a business, you have employees, you're a wife, you're a stepmom. How do you try to balance all the things? <laughs> well, you know, it's like all about nervous system, right? Like we just talked about. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I, a big thing I've tried to work on the last couple of years because one, I like to stay busy. So, like for me, that's like 
that's prime. If I'm not busy, I'm looking for something to do. So I like being in school. I like learning. Um, I like having a schedule that I kind of have to juggle. Um, but what I've learned is that, like we said, there's like this sympathetic and there's this parasympathetic nervous system. So when I'm pushing towards that fight or flight response and my sympathetic response is getting really high, that's the time when I have to try and like plug in and take care of myself. And I'll like find myself going back to like, Hey, I got to get back on my morning routine. I got to start journaling. I have to maybe think about meditation. I have to hit my electromagnetic therapy table because that just kind of helps me unwind a little bit. I have to schedule a Reiki session um, or get a massage. And then sometimes I'm really energized and everything's like firing on all cylinders. And that's the time that I'm like, okay, hey, I got to really like hit my creative side. Like I'm thinking about writing a book. So I got to start like mapping that out. Or I am thinking about creating a wellness membership in my office. Let's map that out. So I've just got to kind of like plug and play into whatever my body and my nervous system is telling me so but a big thing for me I think the way that I juggle it all is by planning ahead um, and another thing that I've been working on is habit stacking so instead of being like I'm gonna do 20 things and I'm gonna be super great at them all right now I'm like I'm gonna work on this little thing and for me like recently an example is I've been trying to drink electrolytes because it makes my body feel better so I'm like I'm going to drink electrolytes and I'm going to do it every single day for a couple weeks and then when I really have that habit established then I'm also going to you know start I don't know journaling and then I'm going to journal every day for a couple weeks while I'm drinking my electrolytes and then once that's established then add and add and add um because I think a lot of times people think and this works for some people. Like you got to make the full overhaul and you got to do it all right now. But like it doesn't work for me and I tend to burn out really quickly. So I just try and like do a slow build and then just keep adding. Um, if that answers your question. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now, now, because it seems like you don't have enough going on in your life, you've also recently just become a speaker for Parker seminars that is run by Dr. William Morgan, who is the president of Parker University, and you'll be speaking in Vegas mm -hmm. this upcoming February. So I guess, how do you handle juggling everything else on top of that? And I know because you've already spoken once, it's like, how have you enjoyed that or twice, two actually times. two times. Mm -hmm. So you've already spoken twice. How have you enjoyed both of those? And maybe that also ties into a little bit of our last podcast about fear. Do you have any fear towards speaking at those? <clears throat> I mean, I think people are lying if they say they don't get some sort of jitters. I mean, although this has been really cool, and if you happen to be a guest on the podcast, you guys make it awesome. Um, but, you know, I think people are would li are lying, too, if they say they don't get some sort of natural – it's your sympathetic nervous system. I mean, we could just talk about the nervous system all day. Uh, it's a natural response, but I loved it. It was great. Uh, that is something that – I went to my first Parker seminar, I think it was maybe my first or second year in practice with, with my old boss, and I left – being like, oh my God, I cried at all these speakers. I feel so invigorated. Like I'm going to do that someday. I'm going to, I'm going to be up there. And, um, and now I am, which is pretty cool. And it's just, it's awesome to try Like I said, you got to take the time to educate your patients. Like we also have to educate like the future that's upcoming. So if you're, you know, no matter what your profession is, you should always want your profession to be elevated and be, you don't have to be a part of elevating it, but then if you're not, you're probably not the best in your field, right? Um, so, you know, it's, and I'm not saying I'm the best in my field, but like you should want to elevate the whole profession. Um, and so that's really what it's done for me. So uh, Parker is a very well-run organization. They Everything they do is just like on nails, you know, um, but it's been awesome. I've really loved educating 
people who are already in practice or trying to like reinvigorate them, you know, because sometimes when you get caught up in all, like when you get in that sympathetic fight or flight for a long time, when you're running a business, it can be very draining. So finding a way to plug back in and like reinvigorate yourself and Parker provides that it's cool to be a part of that. Um, I think one thing I do want to ask because you are being so kind and gracious and giving away to two people, um, two pulsed electromagnetic field therapy table therapies. I clearly don't even know how to Sessions. say it. <laughs> um, Sessions. 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 Thank you. Um, could you tell the people what the heck that means? Sure. So electromagnetic therapy, and I'm just going to touch the tip of the iceberg here, is something that you can use to basically like replenish everything we've been talking about. So every cell needs a certain amount of energy to heal, to regenerate, to pull nutrients in and to push waste products out. And if you were to study, you know, tissues with a chronic injury, you could see that the energy around those cells is actually very, very low. And that's why they kind of get stuck in this state of chronic inflammation and pain and not healing. So electromagnetic therapy outside of helping with general circulation and blood flow can help like to heal tissues that are kind of stuck. And we've used it for anything from wellness to like, Hey, I just need like more energy. I need better rest to improved range of motion to healing over time, you know, hamstring tears. I'm trying to think of the things we've done. Hamstring tears, stress fractures, um, uh, tendonitis, some jaw pain, people with headaches, post-concussion, stuff like that. So, and it's a very gentle therapy, very few contraindications, but that has been an awesome therapy. So, um, sessions range for 30 to 60 minutes and you can kind of do it however you want, but we would work with each patient on that. Awesome. Awesome. I guess maybe, maybe just kind of wrap every, any, everything up all together. Is there anything, maybe like words of wisdom you would have either just for, for general people who might be suffering from pain, or even if you have something to say to like students who might be in chiropractic school or just life or just life in general? <laughs> um, you're going to have me pick one. Uh, well, or you can do multiple, yeah. if you have multiple answers. Well, I mean, so let's, I have two things then. So for people suffering in pain, just in general, whether it's emotional or physical, like you, you don't have to do it alone. And I know there's a lot of information out there, but part of the thing is just finding someone who will listen to what you're feeling. And it doesn't have to be me. It it can be anyone, preferably a professional, like someone who will listen to what you are saying and find the right person to help that. Um, so just know that you like, you, you don't have to do it all by yourself. And there's a lot of information on the internet and it's good and it's bad. Um, but just try and find someone who will help you like work through it together. Um, and then the second thing, cause Emily said this and I didn't really answer it when you were talking about Parker seminars is like the whole idea of fear. And I feel like the big thing in my life, like, yeah, you can be nervous, but like, uh, fear is kind of a useless emotion, right? So when I feel fearful, what I try and tell myself is I'm just like so excited to do this thing. Like <laughs> I'm I'm so excited that I'm a little nervous, but like ex- excitement is a good a positive energy that you can feed off of whereas fear is kind of just like soul sucking. And I understand that there are big things out there. It's not just like public speaking that are fear inducing, but just keep in mind that when you feel afraid that everyone's just out here doing their best and the people that are going to mind that you're fearful, they don't freaking matter. They don't. And the people who don't care are the people that matter. Like those are the people that are supporting you. And life is too short to like be afraid. Honestly, we don't have time. Like I keep 
coming back to this idea that, and especially this year, that your life is going to go by so fast and you, you think you have all this time and you really, we don't know how much time you have and it's going to go by way faster than you think. Like, I still feel like I should be like 18 and I'm like, how the frick did I get to this age? Like, I don't know, but it's that went by so fast and the second half is going to go by even faster. So you just like do your best, like get out there and try. And like the people who are going to matter won't mind. They're going to know you're doing your best and they're going to support you in that. So, you know, that's, that's my big takeaway today, I guess. So that was awesome. Yep. Thank you so much. Well, for Thank you for having me. This was a lot of this. fun. I was going to say, no, that <laughs> was a, come back. that was a great way. Thank you. It was a great way to end. It's like great advice for everyone to leave with. And so this will wrap up this week's edition of Vibrant Wellness Unleashed. And we will get back to making some episodes, uh, probably this week. Uh, all right. Bye.